0: Salutations. I'm your host, Aiden Montoya. Listening and tuning in. Listening and tuning in. I have my guest. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mind Pick. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mind Pick Podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Montoya, and today's guest uh today's episode actually features Parth Patel he's originally from uh Minnesota he moved to Illinois uh to go to high school here right went to Barrington High School first
1: Barrington the Nile
0: then Niles North yeah which is West's rival yeah it's pretty cool (laughs) when we first met in speech class I didn't I didn't think that you went to North I thought you I thought you went to um some other school or something but when I found that out I was like do I really want this guy to be my friend no, uh, i don't know that <laughs>
1: worry about it
0: but yeah he's uh he's currently a pharmacist technician at costco um you're also a, an aspiring pharmacist right and you plan to yeah.
1: yeah hopefully in a few years you'll get to be a a pharmacist
0: so in your planning to go to uh pharmacy school at twenty two years old what's the um yeah you, you told me twenty two is actually kind of young to get into pharmacy school right
1: yeah, so most people usually get their bachelor's uh and then apply for pharmacy schools so, like the medium age is like twenty four, twenty-five. But mm. I did the uh I did a cheaper route. I did community college, that, yeah. No, it's that's
0: smart as that's smart as heck, man. Community college is uh is debt, right? Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> I feel that, man. I definitely feel that. Uh community college first two years probably one of the best choices you could make.
1: Yeah, it's a good transition. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly, because it, yeah. it gets you prepared for, you know, college. But, yeah, uh, yeah. so w- what what can you do with a degree in pharmacy exactly?
1: So you can choose, you know, like uh, where you get your prescriptions at, like Walgreens or CVS, um, your, your retail pharmacy. But then there's clinical pharmacy, you know, where you can do rotations with doctors and ERs. Or there's um, research or um, where I kind of want to go towards veterinary pharmacy, which is a new place where you know you help develop drugs specifically for animals it's a new and exciting field
0: yeah that sounds interesting can you elaborate a little bit more um like what exactly types of drugs will you be developing
1: so for pets it's definitely a new it's not like they're not like humans obviously can't tell you what's wrong with them um and i think a lot of pet prescriptions are relaxed and how they you know how safe they are really for the pets so uh, a lot of people have been developing and going into research about how to make better drugs for your dogs cats and whatever else not and I think it's um it's a good service for people
0: yeah no that that's totally agreeable I can definitely see how you know because you're right it's not a human so it, it's a different um like like DNA structure and all that stuff I'm assuming right
1: yeah, yeah. So, so it's
0: similar but yeah and then <laughs> you mentioned like clinical rotations what is that
1: so, kind of um, pharmacists are uh, just, you know, every part of a medical team is doctors, pharmacists, nurses. So, you kind of do rotations with doctors and see what is be- what's what medication is the best fit for the patient rather than just one person making that decision. With the doctor, it's a team and pharmacists, you know, obviously have better knowledge of what drugs are and what they do versus a doctor that kind of just reads up on it. So, I think it- it's safer for the patients. Um, and I think it-, it provides a more holistic. Uh, a treatment plan for patients and I think that's also another field I was thinking of going into versus just versus just Walgreens
0: mm-hmm. that's that's really cool so it actually it's a it's teams of people coming at a, a problem yeah so
1: yeah so it's that's kind of where medicine's going uh it used to be just like the doctor was in charge of everything but now it's it's kind of going towards everyone's responsible for everything in a way
0: yeah, that's super interesting, man. And, and um, you know, I, one mind, or I'm sorry, multiple uh, multiple uh, heads tackling a problem is a lot better than one because it brings a lot of perspective to it. And you mentioned uh, medicine is heading towards, uh, heading more towards that way. What do you mean?
1: So I think in particular, the pharmacy school, I'm choosing to go to a lot of other pharmacy schools are doing this too, where um, instead of you, you know, you go to a med, you'd practice only medicine and you pharmacy school it's just pharmacy a lot of schools are adapting towards um, something called interprofessionalism where everyone kind of gets to learn a little bit about everyone else's jobs um so you you learn as a group and you you know hopefully you you implement that in their field once you graduate Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where medicine's going towards is everyone that interprofessionalism working as a team yeah rather than as an individual
0: so then it wasn't like that before i'm assuming
1: No, it's a relatively new concept. I think um, a few of the schools I applied to this, uh, this summer, um, some of them are still doing it, some aren't. And the reason why I chose the school I'm going to is mainly because of that. Uh
0: Yeah, Um, I think that's where
1: that's more important, you know, than just somebody being in charge of everything. Better for the patient.
0: Where exactly are you going to pharmacy school?
1: Um, so there's a school called Rosalind Franklin up in North Chicago, by uh, Great Lakes Military Base. Um, it's a relatively new program. They've only been around maybe eight or nine years. Um, I, you know, I chose it because you know it's a new school. They got good. They got good numbers. And again, that interprofessionalism—you kind of learn about everyone else's, you know, jobs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting. That's so. This school is, is implementing those concepts that you're talking about, right?
1: yeah so um, in my first year, I'm going to be doing a number of classes with you know med students and uh, podiatry students and nursing mm-hmm. students so it's, it's going to be an interesting experience for sure.
0: yeah, man, it sounds super interesting. these new concepts. So why did you choose to pursue that um, pharmacy?
1: Um, pharmacy definitely uh, intrigued me as a child, uh, especially being around hospitals at such a young age, um, seeing how important drugs were to keeping people alive keeping them healthy and you know seeing how important it was um for people's health and i think it it kind of surprised me at a at a child you know a tiny little pill tiny little amounts could make people's lives so much better mm-hmm. um and i think uh you know personal experience is seeing how you know with my father how one year's research made such a big difference and keeping him alive and then how then that caused him to inevitably you know pass away is definitely um interesting aspect yeah that's kind of intrigued me. i think
0: I, I didn't know your father passed away that, that's okay um yeah well oh, sorry to hear that man but that's interesting so it's for it's uh for at a young age you developed this interest for for
1: pharmaceuticals and medicine
0: what did you struggle with growing up the most
1: struggled growing up mostly you know i had a relatively you know easy childhood Mm -hmm. i want to say early childhood i think um but the biggest thing was definitely you know around you know the time my father was in the hospital that definitely it it, you know life came down crashing crashing down on my shoulders i think it opened me up to a lot more you know ideas a lot more um to more changes Mm -hmm. i think what do you mean by an easy childhood i think easy as you know, go to a friend's house, you know, every day, you know, bike over to their houses or, you know, um, making friends at school, you know, learning things, not having to worry about, you know, what, What's where are you are going to stay or mm-hmm. who you're staying with, you know, what I mean, kind of just st- mm-hmm. stability. I think. Mm-hmm. I think stability is what makes an easy childhood. Not so much the materials, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that also stood out to me was the fact that you uh, mentioned that you have a white family. Um, can you elaborate more on that?
1: So, you know, it stems from kindness, right? You know, after my father passed away, we were, we were at a crossroads, right? Um, you know, uh, my mom wasn't, you know, my mom didn't have anything after he passed away. And then the kindness, my, my dad had a nurse in the hospital who was kind enough to, um, take me in, I think. And I really need, or my family really needed it. And I stayed with her for a number of years, you know. She took in a stranger and, you know, didn't have to, took care of me like their own. And, you know, if that isn't family-like, then you know, what is it? Um, and to this day, I still consider them my family, even closer than my actual family.
0: Mm-hmm. So how has that perspe- uh, sort of perspective shaped you as a person?
1: Um, it shapes my relationships, I think. I think seeing that, you know, you... On the street or on the face of it, you wouldn't expect, you know, a total random stranger to take another stranger's children in and, you know, keep them as their own and raise them as their own. Um, you know, that that that's something you actually really don't really see in today's society. It's definitely brought new um, perspective on what relationships are, you know. Can you really trust the people that are closest to you or you can trust, learn to trust people who aren't. Mm-hmm you know like my friends or my family you know it it develops this this bond i think Mm -hmm. where you know if you really care about somebody it shouldn't matter if you're related to them or not right you your family
0: yeah you're exactly right yeah it's a whole different perspective because you know it's these people like you said took you in without quite well without question and um and you know, if and then you said yourself, that's not family, then I don't know what is. And so yeah, that's that's interesting. So growing up, did you have uh two different lifestyles and were they different?
1: You know, to this day I still do, I think. Uh, you know, right now I live with my mom and it's very you know, it's an Indian household mm-hmm. and up there it's a very American household. Up there, you know, you eat American food, right. um, you speak most English and here it's the opposite, you know, you eat most Indian food. But I think that's kind of important to have those two different kind of lives is that's you know that's how you get multicultural you know get culture that's and how you get perspectives yeah
0: and dude that's yeah. that and then I I can see how that already can tie in with with uh, your your pharmacy school endeavors because you have multiple perspectives and so like when you're a part of these teams you could you could bring those perspectives into that like you'll you'll understand more situations and problems. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's why that's why I chose pharmacy. Yeah, because you know there's so many different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm in you know working at a retail location, help you know people or you know clinical or whatever, um, definitely add my experiences into better help patients. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and one thing, how has Daca affected you?
1: You know, Daca has been. A real life I think, and a lot of people don't see it that way. Um, But you know, here I am. uh, I got my I got DACA first. I want to say, I think senior, got a senior year. I think right when senior year started, Um, and definitely opened. You know, I could get a driver's license. I could get a job. I could pay taxes, and it was almost as if I was an American citizen. You know, uh, help provide for my family and always be thankful for that Mm -hmm.
0: uh another thing that I I found interesting is we were hanging out the other day and you told me that uh that you didn't know that you were undocumented uh can you elaborate more on that
1: yeah so I actually didn't find out that I was undocumented until probably eighth grade freshman year I think um Cause, you know i grew up in a small rural town in wisconsin and then a small rural town in minnesota so that those topics never really came up no one really ever asked and then moving down here you know as you get older obviously you know you you, you see you know oh my friend got his learning permit why can't die or um you know he gets to go on vacation to italy why can't die you know and then that's when i started asking questions and that's when i found out like hey you know you're actually undocumented. It's not that I'm actually undocumented. I'm just, uh, we overstayed our visas. Like, you know, a lot of, actually pretty common, I think, in the Indian community. And, you know.
0: Where were you uh, originally born?
1: I was born in Zambia, in the southern part of Africa. Uh, we moved to the States uh, to get, you know, look for a you know, better uh-huh. life, just like a lot of immigrants.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's, that's crazy interesting. So, you were born in Zambia. Were you old enough to, uh, remember anything
1: No, uh, i moved here when i was probably two. Oh wow one or two yeah so i mean i've been here my whole life
0: yeah that, that's pretty much and then yeah that's kind of unfair to you because you didn't know but um yeah, yeah
1: that's that's the whole point behind DACA. yeah and yeah. Da, yeah yeah
0: daca um it's a cool i'm not familiar what does daca exact daca do exactly
1: So it it provides protection from deportation for people like me who um, were brought to the country as children. You know, I think it was, if you're 16 or under before 2008 or something like that, um, you know, obviously it's not your fault. You were brought here as a, you know, as a child, you didn't get to make that conscious decision. And it provides uh, security, you know, from deportation for us that, you know, like, hey, They'll save off deportation. We'll give you, you know, employment authorization. You know, you can work, pay taxes, uh, go to school, uh, you know, hopefully until someone finds a permanent solution.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I could see how that can help. Yeah. I just, I had a very basic understanding of it and I was just hoping you could elaborate more because all I, all I ever uh, knew about it was that it helped immigrants go through school. So I was very, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. Um, truly. Um, so another thing that, you know, it's kind of been on my mind, you know, all these experiences you've been through and, and, um, all the adversities you have you faced over time, how has your mindset sort of developed, uh, to like life in general, just like when, when you're given another obstacle, how do you, how do you view it?
1: Uh, I think I view it, you know, I think, I think, um, definitely pick this up from my mom's side, but I, I view it as how can I overcome it? You know, I think find a solution, get it done, get it done quick. You know, don't procrastinate. You know, especially on important stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, get it done, get it done quick. And you know, kind of a, 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 as weird as it is, if you don't have to ask for help, don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's I think that's kind of a big part of I think immigrant culture is immigrant culture. Yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, I think. Like in a sense where, I think a lot of some immigrants, you know, they come. I think especially, you know, the ones I've met, my family, uh, they they're very much do-it-yourself kind of people. You know, it, it's it's if you got to have two jobs, they do two jobs. You got to do night shifts all day, they do night shifts. You know, it, it's it's I can provide for my family. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, I think that's I think that's an important kind of um, trait to have right now. Is if you can do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's interesting because you know, I have met people that th- that think the same way too and and y- when you mentioned immigrant culture that just sparked um that just sparked that question in my head because I you know, I wanted you to elaborate more on that because I th- I feel like like you're right, you know, that, that it is it is part of it, mm-hmm.
1: it's like I feel like I think, you know, first generation immigrants, especially um, undocumented ones, I think they have a point to prove um, to like, you know, Americans is like, hey, you know, we're not what you think we are. We do work. We pay taxes. I mean, it's not like we, you know, I pay Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. I'm not going to get those benefits, but I pay Mm them, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll make sure I pay them. Yeah. I think immigrants have a point to prove and I think that's that's immigrant culture is we we work harder to prove to us to prove our worth
0: it's, yeah I read a I read a book on that actually or it was it was part of my one of my management courses I was taking it's funny they uh there's um there's two different types of uh, I think it was like lifestyles or uh there's like achievement based and then um there was another one but uh um basically what it boiled down to was that a country that is primarily like achievement based uh, they're more focused on, you know, what you achieve throughout your life. And that's what you base your successful, um, how successful you are. And then there was another one that uh, um, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it was achievement oriented and then something else oriented. And then the other one focused more on, it wasn't as competitive it was more focused on um like uh other things in your life that were more important like uh health um and oh, other th- I can't remember yeah that. you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah, though, yeah. Uh,
0: i can't remember the other the name for it but um they're more like how you're successful that your successfulness is viewed by like your health and like all these other factors that are less competitive than achievement oriented country something like that and I feel like America in that sense we're very achievement oriented orientated
1: very materialistic yeah
0: exactly exactly materialism and um, yeah what are your excuse me what are your views on materialism
1: you know materials are you know like I was saying earlier I was watching hoarders you know Mm -hmm. materials are you know some people find materials important I think and a balance is what's actually i think the most important you know have nice things but have a good life mm-hmm. and you know like we have we you know we have friends that are very materialistic i think mm-hmm. um and it's like you spend your paycheck on gucci belts and <laughs> yeah i know who you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh you know um at the end of the day, you come home and you got you know tons of credit card debt. You that's stress. Uh-huh. You know, add stress. I think finding good balance is definitely really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's also another thing of immigrant culture. You know, you see some immigrants that are like driving Mercedeses, but they're very balanced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're they're very they're not about you know they're not about being flashy. They just kind of some are, a some are. yeah, yeah.
0: I know what you mean. But uh, yeah, man, materialism. You know, I I like that balance, balance, because it's true. You know, you you also you, you want to have, you know, you want to splurge a little bit sometimes, and like, you know, buy that new, whatever it is that you like. P.S. P.S. is coming up, so definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be a little mat- materialistic. Yeah, I'm definitely
0: it, gonna be materialistic sure. when that comes out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's it's an interesting com a concept, achievement orientation, whatever heck. Uh, the other one was, um, I think JFK. Yes,
1: it's evading. What's that? It's evading the it me. me.
0: Yeah. Uh Whatever. Um. JFK actually wrote. Uh. What is it? That speech he talked about how, GDP doesn't take into account uh, poetry. Um. You know things that that are not measured by like money because you know GDP is the government's uh total output so like that's production
1: yeah.
0: of like cars and stuff and then how much money is getting in, but it doesn't take and then JFK talked about how it, it doesn't take into account like poetry or um you know what are the other things um health personal health um you know how how a person seeing some something that's I, I'm blanking on the name and I wish I wish I would have checked like it's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, you you get what I mean. He's just yeah. it's things that are that are not usually meant
1: I think there's actually a new index for that now. They have they've ranked countries on like the balance of between GDP and happiness mm-hmm. and the how long they live. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I
0: think
1: it's I think it's just called the happiness index. But like you see, like Sweden and Finland on top.
0: Of yeah, course, I, there know, was like some places. I think it was Monaco or something. Like the like the life expectancy there was like eighty nine this
1: average or like yeah. ninety. There's some places. It's like an island in Italy that's like, it's like, it's really, it's ridiculously high. And all they yeah. eat is pasta and wine. So like, what's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, like, what the heck?
0: Everybody's happy, I guess. Um,
1: that's Mediterranean. Life,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always warm. You're by the water. You just chill out. Yeah. Probably, they probably got like, a, like, large breaks, like Spain or some sort. I don't know. But yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting, very interesting. Um, so, Hearth. What, as an individual, what drives you to keep going despite obstacles coming at you left and right, being undocumented and having all these adversities? What what drives you to keep going?
1: Um, I think definitely being able to see, you know, personally, I think being able to see my mom finally like kind of relax, you know, kind of chill out, and, you know, be able to retire early, mm-hmm. uh, you know, definitely, you know, her running a single parent household is stressful. Mm-hmm um other than that trying just trying to prove a point like i said earlier you know um immigrants got to prove a point and especially daca immigrants because daca is really big right now um gotta prove that we are not you know we're we're not these people that you know take your jobs we're definitely productive members of society and i think um at least coming from you know where i am i want to i want to be able to give back to the community especially like the low-income immigrant community and i think being a pharmacist i can definitely help that because you know Um, a lot of people can't afford drugs, especially if you have no insurance and, Mm -hmm. you know, being a pharmacist, I can definitely try to figure out a way to some free clinics or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of what drives me to keep going Mm -hmm. is I can make myself, my life better, my mom's life better, and hopefully other people around me.
0: Exactly. You know, it's just cause you want to give back and, and giving back allows you to to feel accomplished in a way is is sort of what I'm getting from you
1: right mm-hmm. yeah being able to you know like they say money amplifies who you are mm-hmm. and you know um, I feel like as if I you know if I had extra money I would definitely you know I always buy people gifts or whatever and I think um, in the course of if I get my degree that's going to amplify my ability to give back to the community, mm-hmm. give back to others.
0: Yeah, I drive man, I believe you're on the right track, dude. That's that's super that's dope. That's dope as hell. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well um you know that that was uh that was it. So thank you. Thanks
1: for tuning in